It's a new year. 2023 is here. Putting on my list of minis. New season, let's cheers. Let's talk about the future. Let's talk about the past. Time to get on the nut, your average Joel podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Joel. So I just want to let y'all know right quick that if my voice sounds a tad bit deeper, it's just because I'm a little bit under the weather, but not too bad to where I couldn't do an episode. So here I am today. Um... You know, I hope that everybody's having a good day so far or a good night so far, depending on when you are watching or listening to this. And um, as you can see or hear, um, you know, nobody's here with me. I'm here by myself and we are here um, going to talk about a topic that definitely is something that everybody can relate to. And I hope that everybody gets something out of this episode and I hope that everybody enjoys this episode. So today's topic of the day is actually going to be on generational curses. Um, Another word for this is actually like ancestral sin. Um, Like if you're thinking in like biblical terms. So a generational curse um, happens to all. It happens to every family. Um, It still happens to this day. It happened way back in um, the beginning of time. So you know, this is something that has gone on for thousands upon thousands of years. And you would think we would all have the answers by now on how to break these generational curses and to stop these generational curses from continuing to happen to our generation and to the generations after. But unfortunately, it still happens to this day. And it still is something that, you know, is continuing to get even stronger um, as we, you know, go farther and farther into, um, the years here on earth. So, and, you know, with each generation, it feels like it's getting more and more crazy, you know, as far as how, how much people love the world and the things that are in this world. And we fall into these crazy patterns and these crazy habits and these crazy behaviors that we pass down to our own children and to and then they pass down to their children if there's no change. And, you know, I'm here to hopefully bring some hope to people that want to break a generational curse. Um, You know, I definitely would love to see that all around for every family, you know, my family, your family, everybody's family, you know, I want to see um, positive changes for the better. I want to see people grow and not just sink in and just go with emotions and go with the flow of being okay with that specific, you know, curse or, or, you know, whatever you want to call it, a habit, you know, whatever the case may be. So, um, you know, I basically already kind of said what it was, but like a generational curse is like the passing down of bad behavior or a bad habit from one generation to the next. And I definitely can say that, um, you know, I've 
seeing that even in my own family. And, you know, I think I will definitely share some of my personal life, you know, about that. And, you know, I hope that everybody, you know, gets something out of it. And I hope that, you know, you'll kind of, you know, look back and have, take a perspective of your own family, you know, and just see, figure out for one, what is that generational curse for you and your family? And two, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to just sit there and let it continue to happen? Or are you going to change things for the better? And do you want to change not only your own life for the better, but your loved one's lives for the better and make a difference in life? So I think that's, um you know, very important. And, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, of course, when it comes to this modern day culture, people are less tolerant to the idea of God. Like people start even thinking like, well, if God is real, why would he throw generational curses on us or, you know, throw a generational curse on Israel, you know, back in the Old Testament? And at the end of the day, it just goes to show, like, even if you go way back in Genesis, it shows that really man is the problem. Man is the one that did this, you know, man meaning like, you know, Adam and, you know, it was persuaded by Eve. So, you know, it just shows that, you know, God didn't intentionally do something like this. It was man and his wife, you know, that, you know, were the first ones to sin. And, you know, of course, there were consequences that came with that, as we know. And that is the the generational curse of sin. And that's why I say it's still happening to this day, because, you know, there's so many sins, of course, in this world that, you know, everybody deals with a different sin on a different capacity. Like, there are some sins that some people struggle with harder than others. Um, some people don't have a hard time with certain sins and, um, you know, that's great. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But, you know, those that do struggle with, um, some hard sins, you know, that become, um, like a a habit that can eventually become an addiction. Um, I think that's where it gets very dangerous. And, and if you don't, if you aren't careful with those kind of things, your kids are going to see these habits and these addictions um, come out from, you know, come, you know, they'll see it with their own eyes and then they'll think that's the way, you know, you should be living life. So then uh, by the time they get old enough to do um, a certain behavior, habit, addiction, whatever you want to call it, um, they start, you know, you putting that into their own life and thinking, well, if my dad or if my mom did this, then, you know, I'm perfectly fine doing this. So, you know, people don't realize that, like, kids watch everything. You know, kids can see what you're doing. Even if you think you're trying to hide something, like, you're trying to keep it undercover, um, you know, they see and they hear. So I think y'all, you know... We, you would think we would know that because we've all been kids at one point. Um, and, you know, you're observant when you're a kid and you 
you may not fully understand like full conversations with me adult conversations but like you you could still read like or you could still hear like the tone in people's voices and and just know and you can read facial expression so you know i feel like that ties a lot into even actions that we may take in life and how we react to certain situations so um so yeah kind of going back to you know how people like to blame god for everything you know of course here here we are in this modern day generation where oh it's god's fault for this and this for this and this and it's like really no it's our fault it's man's fault it's the human species fault like if um like there at the very beginning we couldn't even get to uh like chapter five we couldn't even get away from the five fingers on our hand on my hand um you know like before we see that they already were sinning, they were already going against God and being disobedient, thanks to that stupid serpent, Satan. <laughs> um, definitely um, putting a little false, false truth into um, Eve's ears, and you know Eve thought it sounded very convincing. And then God dragged Adam down, and and then of course God, God being all knowing and knowing that this would happen, you know, let nature run its course, because um, you know there's free will, you know, here and on Earth, and you know you, we can't force somebody to do something that they don't want to do. So, you know, all you can do is just tell people about it and, you know, you just hope that people will take it in and really want to change to do better. Or people may listen to something like this when it comes to generational curse and not want to do a thing about it. They may say, I'm okay with this curse. You know, if they may not even consider it a curse, they may just consider it a um a, a prize which would be crazy to think of so so yeah um some people may be wondering what do you mean by curse like what are some curses that you can think of give me some examples of a generational curse and so of course the generational curse itself is um is sin <laughs> that that's always going to be the case as long as we live here on earth so I know people may be thinking, well, then how do you break that if we're always always going to be sinners? But it's like the way I look at it as, um, you know, you've got to fight off these sins. Um, you know, you got to take control of the situation at hand and you need to try to do your best to give it over to Jesus and to really break through these uh sins and i know we're never going to be perfect we will always fall into some kind of sin but um you know some of these major sins that can truly impact your life for the worse and for your family's life um those that that those could definitely be dealt with and you know you could definitely overcome those um i believe in anybody and anybody and everybody can overcome an addiction or a habit if they put their heart and mind to it and yes we're always going to fall into some kind of sin 
Um, you know, I'll give some examples here in a little bit, but I just really want people to not be discouraged right away when I say that we're always going to be sinners because then people are going to be thinking you're you're contradicting yourself because you're saying that that you you need to break these generational curses, but but we're always going to be sinners. So like the word sin and like the the many sins, you know, the things that go underneath that, um, what makes a sin a sin, it's endless. There are so many things that are sinful and that are against God, that are disobedient towards God and his word. And, you know, I think those definitely do, you know, we should always work on ourselves and we should always try to work harder and everything and and i'll even bring up you know personal things for me that i've even you know gone through that i still fall into for sure so let's go ahead and talk about some of these curses some of these sins you know that i feel like people can people can get through and you know i hope that people are still listening to this and i thank you if you are um i hope that you know people aren't thinking about this and um thinking well i've lost all hope you know i'm just going to continue sinning is easier that way it's like no it's not mm, i mean it's not going to be easier for you long term when it comes to eternal life or eternal death so um you know i hope that you are being open-minded to listening to this so anyways so um there are curses or sins you know whatever you want to call it that can affect you in life, but it's not like it's a, a biological thing that gets passed down to you, or I don't feel like that's the case. Like, let's just say, for example, like, um, let's just say that, that there's a certain addiction that's in my family, and I'm not saying it is a real case. So I'm just, you know, saying that, um, Let's just say that there is an addiction to to something in my family. And let's just say that my my great great grandfather, you know, have had this same addiction. And then it got passed down to my great grandfather, then my grandfather, then my dad, and then down to me. Um well let's just say that this hasn't happened to me yet. Like just because those addictions like just because all of my past, you know, paternal dad, you know, grandfather, you know, you know, all the way up, just because they fell into those doesn't mean it's naturally going to fall into me. I feel like it it would happen to me only if I I see it happening, you know, to you know, my dad, my grandpa, you know, whoever it is. And you know, and and being okay with seeing that that's how you should be living life, you know, with that addiction. So, you know, I think that's like an example that I was thinking of, like, just because your parents or your grandparents fall into an addiction or a bad habit or, a, you know, bad behavior of some kind, doesn't mean that you're, that is like built in your DNA to fall into that exact sin. I think it's just, you know, comes with when you're exposed to it at a younger age, you know, you see it with your eyes, this, um, you know, whatever curse or sin that happens in life, 
and you kind of observe it and you kind of discern in your own heart, which when you're that young, it is kind of hard to, you know, you're easily swayed and you're easily persuaded one way or another. And if, you know, if your parent or grandparent is telling you that what they're doing is okay, then you kind of just take their word for it. And you think, okay, well, if they say it's fine, then, then, you know, it's fine with me. So, but then at the end of the day, you just got to realize, like, does that match up with the word of God? Like, does that really match up with, you know, what our Lord and creator is telling us, what our father, you know, our heavenly father is telling us is, is it okay with him? Because like, your earthly father, your earthly grandfather, you know, your earthly mother, your earthly grandmother, you know, I'm not going to forget the women out of this. Um, you know, they'll, they could tell you one thing, but like, you really got to discern with your own heart. Like, is this something that God says is okay, you know, to fall into this habit, this behavior, you know, or, you know, something like that. So, so some behaviors that, you know, people may fall into, um, idolatry is a huge one. Um, I did uh idolatry episode, you know, back in season two, um, with my brothers Matt and Jared. So definitely go check that out. Uh, we talked a lot about idolatry, but idolatry comes in many forms. Um, you know, back in the biblical days, there was like you know the statues and you know all of those kind of things, and um, you know nowadays you know, with business and, you know, everybody wants to, you know, work their way up in business. And, you know, there's definitely nothing wrong with wanting to like provide for your family and have a job and stuff like that. But when you make it something to where you are putting that over God, um, it's an idol. So like, for example, like if, if your dad or if your mom is, uh, uh, someone that's just always at work they're never home they just work 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 they come home eat dinner go to bed you know or go or go in their you know little office and and then hit the bed and you know here in a little bit and then uh get up the next day get you know repeat the same thing um i would you know i would almost wonder if if they idolize being a you know someone that's too invested into work um i understand that you know there's a lot of responsibilities and tasks that come with work but at the same time i know that like they're not the only worker in most cases you know most people work for you know somebody like a team you know a team or you know a company um, there are people, you know, of course, that are entrepreneurs, but then you have people that work with you at the end of the day, I think. So, you know, I think it's just really um, important to just remember that and, you know, to know that, you know, you could probably easily, you know, leave work a little bit earlier to spend time with your family. You know, you don't have to be at work. So I think, you know, people that idolize work and their work life, over their family their kids are going to notice that mom or dad is never home so then they're going to think you know and then maybe their parents have a very convincing kind of reason you know of what they tell their kids and their kids like okay like i get it you're just trying to provide for the family but then 
you know, it's like, yeah, you are trying to provide for the family, but it's like, you know, you really, you really could be at home, you know, you could still provide for your family and still make time for your family. Like, because at the end of the day, the reason why you're at that job is to provide for your family and the people that you love. And I think the best way to show love is quality time with your family. And like, you don't have to always say, I love you. I love you. I love you. And it's like, that doesn't, I feel like words fall flat sometimes, you know, like it doesn't mean anything if your actions don't show it. So I think the actions of spending quality time with somebody is very key and very important. So just uh, keep that in mind. So another thing that I think about is like people that idolize their spouse, their kids. You know, I see a lot of people that um, fall into this. You know, I, I definitely I know I can't I can't say that I do because <laughs> I don't have a wife and I don't have kids. But, you know, some people do do a little too much, you know, of almost worshiping their wife, worshiping their kids. Everything revolves around their wife and kids. And I know people are going to be thinking, oh, my gosh. So you said, you know, don't work too hard to spend time with the family. But then there's something wrong with spending too much time with the family. It's like, no, like there, there's nothing wrong with spending time with the family. But when you are making it to where your wife is somebody who you almost worship instead of God, like you're just constantly like putting your wife on a pedestal and you're constantly like bringing glory to her in a way. I mean, how do I say this about it sounding awful because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I think it's truly important to compliment your wife and to love your wife. But but I feel like there's a difference between like loving your wife and like maybe maybe throwing in lust. Like loving your wife and lusting your wife. Like so many people are more obsessed with like the sex. You know, let's just say that. You know, I know there may be, you know, I may have younger um, nephews, you know, that may be listening to this. But nowadays, I think even younger kids are exposed and like, they know about sex nowadays. I mean, we're not going to talk about the graphics and like what all entails with sex. But I mean, I think everybody gets the general idea of what I'm talking about. So I feel like when you make the lustfulness for your wife more important than like than God or or just the love and the quality time that you have with her um I think you know that could become an idol when you know you become a little too lustful where that's all you think about where your marriage is only about lust and not centered around Jesus. So, so yeah, there's that. And like I said, spouse and kids, you know, some people change their whole lifestyle once they have kids. I mean, I get it. Like, I know there are so many things that are different, but in like so many people 
like never get out of the house and you know without because their kids go to bed at like 6 p.m 7 p.m and i just feel like it becomes i don't know it's like you have to miss certain moments because because of your kid and and i know that it's you know really important to make sure your kids your babies get good sleep but but like does it have to stop you from living your life like does it stop have to stop you from doing anything in life so i i guess that's what i that's what i'm thinking of like i don't want people to almost treat their kid like that's their lord and savior all of a sudden like you know nothing else comes between me and my kid and like at the end of the day you need to be presenting the gospel of jesus to your kids and I hope people are doing that, you know, but, you know, I'm just saying, you know, when people act like, you know, their kid is, is everything and, and that's it. Like, you know, whatever my kid does, it, that's how we're doing it. That's what we're going with. And, you know, if you let your kid run your life as a baby, I, I just would hope that your kid doesn't start trying to run your life as as they get older because they're almost like used to getting things their way so then they become kind of spoiled but i mean i know people are going to be thinking joel you are making no sense this makes no complete sense but i see people that idolize their kids that are almost i mean not people literally bowing down to their kids or anything i'm not saying that at all i mean people that I talk more about their kid than Jesus. Like the reason why you have that kid is because of Jesus, because God created men and women to have babies. So like at the end of the day, just give glory to God. That's all I'm saying. So, um, so, you know, there's other things that people idol, you know, have, you know, idolize there's, you know, your car, you know, your house, um, friends, family members, and then there's also other like bad habits, bad traits, bad you know b- behaviors that people fall into. Um, like one, you know, a couple things is like substance abuse. Um, there's you know, of course, drugs out there, which we know that gets highly talked about in a negative light. You know, don't do drugs, and then some people still end up doing drugs anyways and even really in modern day culture now that i think about it there are certain drugs that like of course many people think oh yeah that's terrible don't do that but then nowadays i i wouldn't even be surprised in the future if like almost almost every drug is okay to do at this point because like there's even certain drugs that you know get legalized and people think okay well now it's okay to to do this when at one point it probably was not okay so you know i feel like drugs is slowly becoming more accepting and that's becoming a little scary because uh you know we did an episode on drugs on here um back in season two so you know i hope that everybody goes check that out um i did that with uh, my friends caitlin and alex which alex used to um be someone that was um you know, they used to be on drugs, and he even said that himself, so, you know, I'm not, you know, exposing anything, you know, when it comes to that, so, 
you know, definitely go check that out because you get to hear the, you know, a loved one that, you know, knows someone that's a drug abuser. And then you get to hear an actual drug abuser, you know, in the past. He's sober now, thank God. So, you know, drugs, I feel like, are going to slowly become more accepting as we are in this dark world. And excuse this uh, knot here. I just realized that I have a little knot um, this whole time. So, <laughs> so anyways, uh, and another one that is highly acceptable nowadays is alcohol. So, you know, a lot of people um, let their kids drink earlier in life, you know, before they get 21 to where by the time they get 21, they're, they're almost used to it. They're almost like, oh, this is nothing. So, you know, I see that a lot more to where people like allow their kids to drink as early as like probably like 11, 12 years old, like around the time they get into middle school. And and to me, that's just scary to think of because. It's like scientifically, we know that like if you drink way too much, there's you know the drunkenness, which you know, that's being taught against in the Bible. But then, um, you know, it affects certain parts of your body, and you know if you make it a habit, you know it just becomes very bad for your health. You know, eventually as you get older, and like even stuff like smoking too, you know, like it affects your lungs or your throat and you know unfortunately sometimes it ends your life uh some of these things so like i guess when, when especially going to going back to alcohol i see kids that you know probably look at their parents and think well, okay well mom's having a glass of wine dad's having a bottle of beer that's okay as long as they're not getting drunk but then they go out there you know the kids go out there and they they kind of start with that moderation and then eventually I know how you, this works because um, I know I'm 29. You know, I know most people probably think, you know, these probably teenagers or people that are 18 thinking, oh, old, you're old. And it's like, yeah, I guess I'm old. Um, I guess I am. But, uh, you know, I think I, I was young at one point. If I'm not young now, I was young then. And I know how it works as far as the social scene is about beer pong and everybody getting drunk and everybody having fun and i was never cool enough to enjoy those parties which i'm okay with because i enjoy not being cool so i'm i'm okay with being a loser <laughs> so i'm like loser. i'm thinking about spongebob and i just popped my jaw that's so random but anyways uh so you know i think like there it's almost like you're one-upping what your parents did like your parents may just be a moderate drinker and you see that it was okay. So you have the, the you set the bar here, like at moderation, and then you start drinking more than what they drink. And and then your kids in the future are going to see that and they're going to see that you are always going out to party into the bar. You know, you come back home drunk and the kids are going to look at that and think like, this is how we're supposed to be. This is how we're supposed to act. So you know, it just becomes a bad chain reaction where they're almost going to top what you're doing even worse. And I've even seen it where I feel like people, um, like somebody's parent, unfortunately, passes away from a certain sin, you know, a certain bad habit or a lifestyle. 
And they fall into that same exact shoes, and that unfortunately happens to them too. So, you know, it's unfortunate to see that that happens. And I definitely would love to see less of that. But I know if, you know, as dark of a world that we're in, it's unfortunately, I know it's still going to happen. But, you know, if this episode impacts somebody's life at some capacity to where they question, you know, these generational curses, then I feel like I'm doing my job at least. So, you know, all I can do is try. And, you know, and I'm hoping that at the end of the day, I'm, it's not for my glory, it's for God's glory. And, you know, I, I just definitely wanted to point that out, that this um, this podcast is not for me. It's for, hopefully, for the viewers to, you know, listen and to really be open-minded to this and to give God the glory at the end of the day. So, so yeah, alcohol, you know, like I mentioned, drugs, um, pornography, sex, those are highly like like money wise i feel like people pay a lot for these kind of things there's you know with pornography like billions of billions you know of empire like a big empire as far as you know people have this lust you know kind of like we were talking about earlier with lust everybody has this mindset of lust and you know you I guess people kind of think of this idea of like, look, but don't touch kind of thing. So, you know, I guess people think, oh, what's the harm in me watching this? Well, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of that that shows up on there, like when it comes to pornography, it's not reality. It's just like a a fantasy, basically, of, of, you know, reality. And it's not something that actually happens. And I'm going to talk a lot more about pornography here at some point on my podcast because um, I do want to talk about this, you know, this sin, this topic for sure. So I won't talk too much about it, but, you know, pornography and sex, you know, it becomes, um, it could become an idol if you, if you let it become like a normal thing of something that you watch, like you're, you're looking at porn sites instead of reading the Bible. And, and if your kids hear that you're watching porn, they're going to be curious as to what is porn, like, and then they start Google searching it, and then they find that, then they're thinking, oh, like, this is, this doesn't, you know, this doesn't look like something I'm supposed to be watching, but then you get that rebellious, um, you know, kid that thinks like, oh, well, I want to do the opposite of what I'm supposed to do, and then, yeah, then eventually people... I feel like nowadays people are almost proud of, you know, talking about their sex life and being proud of talking about their favorite kind of porn. And I could care less about that. You know, I I know some people are going to be thinking, well, good for you. I won't talk to you. Well, don't talk to me then. <laughs> I got better, deeper conversations to talk about. I got more in-depth conversations to talk about than your favorite porn and your favorite sex position. So, bye. <laughs> so, anyways, um, greed can be very, you know, a very big thing where people can be very greedy nowadays. I've seen that way too much. Um, you know, just 
people in general. I'm not talking about specific people. So people that are in my life right now, don't be thinking I'm talking about you. I'm just talking about people in general. I see how greedy people get when it comes to things like money and, you know, power and, um, you know, higher positions and, you know, things like that. Um, anger is a very big one for sure. Um, when it comes to, you know, like a behavior that you, your ancestors, you know, your parents, grandparents may go through and you see that and you may see how they react to a certain situation. So you start thinking, well, that's okay. You know, I can, it's okay to be mad sometimes. And it's like, yeah, we're, we're always going to have, you know, moments to where we have to give ourselves grace in those moments where it's okay. I mean, it's not okay to sin, but it's like, it's okay knowing that you're a sinner, but at the same time, it's not okay to sin. Like, like you're going to have to accept that you are a sinner. And, but just knowing that there's got to be some kind of conviction or like, wanting to make change for the better after you sin and not just feel like, okay, like this is fine. I'm just going to keep doing it. And it becomes a habit. And, you know, then it kind of, it can get really ugly when it comes to anger to where you may do things you regret to where you can end up in jail or, you know, you could lose your family, you could lose your friends. Um, There's some things that you may have a lot of regrets in. So just um. Really keep anger, you know, close, close in touch as far as um, keep a watch on it. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, really keep that in watch. You know, don't let that be out of sight, out of mind, because anger can come, you know, into anybody's life. I could even say for myself, I've had moments of anger for sure. So there's that there's jealousy you know if if you see you know your family members getting jealous and you know you think that that's like the best way about going life when it comes to getting a job you know being competitive um yes like it's good to show the best version of yourself but like when you start trying to take someone else down like intentionally and trying to unfairly you know win something or like get something out of out of whatever it is whether it's a job an award or you know something like that um and you're doing it all out of jealousy and you don't win like i think you know it definitely strikes your ego for sure but you know i think it just shows that like we never want to pursue something toward the point to where we get so jealous of other people that like we take actions into our own hands, kind of going back to anger because they almost go hand in hand and or even bitterness. Like I feel like people can get very bitter towards other people for no reason. Um, I know somebody that and personally, I mean, not towards me, but like I feel like I know somebody that it's very bitter towards uh somebody I care about, you know, over something that happened years ago. But I won't say their name just because uh you know, it's it's not anybody in my immediate family. So I will say that. You know, it's not it's not a sibling, it's not a parent. 
not nephews and nieces, not in-laws. So, um, so y'all are good. You know, I'm just talking about there is somebody that's that's very bitter about, um, you know, somebody that I care about very much over something that happened years ago. And the way they treat this person makes me never want to talk to this person just because it's like I, I don't want to surround myself with, you know, bitter Betty over there. <laughs> so, so bitter Betty, you better keep your booty over there. So, you know, I think bitterness, um, I, I don't know how people can look at bitterness as something that they want to, I mean, I don't think people want to pursue anger, jealousy, bitterness, but it's like they see their parents or their grandparents act a certain way and they kind of look at it as, okay, well, I, I think it's, um, you know, it, it's reasonable to know that you can become bitter, jealous, and angry. And yeah, like, you can, like, you know, acknowledge that, but I don't think we should make it a, a given that, like, you know, oh, well, I, it's almost like you, you hope to get mad, hope to get bitter, and hope to get jealous. Like, you know, we shouldn't be proud of those traits. We shouldn't be proud of those bad moments in our life. And, you know, I just hope that, you know, people want to change that for the better. Um, hatefulness, whoo, this is something that, has been a, a major thing for sure in, um, you know, in life, especially in the past, you know, like 50, 60 years, even between like my parents' generation, my grandparents' generation, even though none of my grandparents are alive to this day, but like, you know, even in their time and compared to now, a lot has changed in the last 100 years. Um, you know, even with, you know, women getting to vote, women are now in the workforce and, um, you know, and even when it comes to like race and like equality there, you know, not just for African-Americans and blacks, but for many others, you know, that, um, Im immigrate to America, you know, I guess when I talk about race, I'm talking about like American history, like, you know, I'm talking about the more diversity that America has nowadays is a lot different than, you know, like what my parents went through, like with my parents, they went through, you know, just primarily, you know, white people went to their school. Whereas, you know, whenever I was a kid, um, when I was in elementary school, I feel like for the most part, it was primarily and mainly white people. But then as I you know, got up closer to graduation from high school, um, there was a lot more you know, diversity when it came to more than just white people. So, you know, I, I think just um, and I know people are thinking, well, why did you bring that into this you know, equation as far as hatefulness? Well, I feel like there's a lot more acceptance, you know, love, you know, with this generation, just because the generation before not saying that like everybody from that generation that were born in the fifties and sixties um, are born hateful towards, you know, a, a, a minority race. I just mean that like they grew up in a time where, you know, the Martin Luther King and, you know, all of the marches that were happening, the protesting was going on and maybe they were taught, 
one way about minorities and you know they kind of had that same viewpoint not saying that everybody does i'm you know i'm definitely not saying that at all not even with my parents you know they're very loving to anybody and everybody's at the end of the day we're all god's children you know when it comes to you know jesus loves the little children you know red and yellow black and white they're all precious in his sight you know so i you know there's definitely nothing there you know when i say that i just mean people that are hateful to people towards people for the color of their skin and i feel like it happens a lot with the older generation than it does with nowadays you know like with younger generations and if it does happen with the younger generations because they see their parents act hateful towards you know a certain race or or even towards gender you know like some people still kind of talk down the women and you know and, and then the kids see that and they you know a son may see his dad do that and think well okay like i guess i can talk down to this you know to my future wife and to my future girlfriend and that could be very dangerous if if you you know let verbal abuse start um i you know i would hate to imagine what would happen after that you know as far as you know the abuse goes so you know i just feel like hatefulness can easily be a curse because that is not something that is you know, good, and oh, that's not obedient towards God, like it does not bring glory to God to hate somebody that doesn't look like you and act like you, so, and eventually I do want to talk about race on this topic, you know, on this podcast as well, so, you know, I'll address more of this, you know, later on, but, you know, I just wanted to talk about how hatefulness towards any race and any gender um, you know, like male, female, that's what I mean, is not okay. So at the end of the day, I will not tolerate it. So um profanity, ooh, golly, profanity. I feel like it's so common nowadays, it's ridiculous. Like people do not know how to even like use proper words. I don't know if people are gonna be thinking oh, you're so judgmental and you're not that smart and you're not that intelligent. But what I mean is it's like, do we all have to have a dirty mouth? Do we all got to have a nasty, you know, nasty, dirty thoughts and language? Like, I just don't understand, like, why people use certain words, like, like, especially the Lord's name in vain. That gets thrown out so much nowadays. And the F-bomb is thrown out so much and and I even hear like kids use it nowadays because they hear their parents use it. But then I, I can't stand those parents that like, you know, they hear their kids say a bad word and then they're like, oh, don't say that. Like, it's a bad word. And then they punish you and punish their kid for it. But it's like, what? Like, when somebody needs to be punishing you because the reason why they're even cussing or using profanity in the first place because of you. So that's what I'm confused about. I'm confused somebody clear it up for me make it make sense so that's what i don't understand when it comes to profanity i think that could be a very bad curse as well cursing (laughs) so you know i just i just don't see the point in it i feel like there's just so many better words to use and i feel like just normal clean conversations is just you know like 
what's wrong with that? Like, why can't we just have normal conversations without feeling like you have to throw in, um, you know, a, a bad word, like you're just using more of your breath and it's just a, like, it's just such a waste of breath to like have to throw in, like putting effing into every effing word and every effing sentence and every effing is like, okay, like, okay, yeah, we get it. We get it. You cuss. You're not cool. So it's like, you're trying to act like you're tough. You're trying to act like you're like you're in with the world. And it's like, okay, but like you think that's gonna be okay talking like that to to our Lord and Savior at the end of the day? I think not. Uh, and you you watch your language when you're like in church or stuff like that. Why not watch your language when you're outside of the church? Like when you're in a restaurant. There are kids around and not everybody wants their kids exposed to that, but people don't care nowadays. I I hear way too many people using profanity around like my nephews and nieces and and i know that they're exposed to hearing that in school just because those kids parents use it you know not every parent you know i'm not saying every parent i just mean some of the parents so you know profanity i definitely want to talk more about as well whenever we get to uh that episode so stay tuned for that but um lustfulness and lying and cheating i, I do want to um talk about those three right quick you know, those are definitely curses that I feel like um, are not like biologically. Like I said, at the end of the day, none of these things are no specific sin is biologically like. I mean, yes, everybody is born with a fleshly desire, but I mean that like that like if I had a parent that has you know bad anger. That doesn't mean just because they had a bad anger doesn't mean it's going to like happen within me. That that's not going to be like the exact you know sin that like I deal with. I may be dealing with a different fleshly desire than what my parent is dealing with or what my grandparent is dealing with. So yeah, and like lustfulness, lying, cheating. I've already talked about lustfulness really. So like the lying and cheating, like kids see these things like when it comes to lying and cheating and you know at the end of the day it's never okay even a little white lie is not okay and when it comes to cheating you know you may get away with it and not get caught but at the end of the day you know somebody is watching you so you know it's never okay to just you know lie and then and then your kids end up finding out that you lied or cheated about something then you almost try to um, explain why you did it and kind of, you know, make it sound like you made a good, valid point and that it was justified. And it's like, no, it, you can never fully justify it. Even if you convince your kids, um, that convincing your kid really doesn't change anything. Like, I mean, well, yeah, it may make them to where they think is okay. But at the end of the day, morally and, you know, biblically, it's not okay. So, you know, I think as I come to a close with this, I think about maybe some of those people out there that are thinking, well, yes, I do know a generational curse that happens in my family. Um, How do I break that specific sin, that specific curse to where... I view it, view this curse as something that is not good, that is looked down upon. 
And here's my advice. First of all, you need to open the word of God and you need to really, you know, look up that specific sin because it, I can tell you there's there's countless sins. There's something in the Bible that relates to that sin. And, you know, I'm, you can just search it, whether it's on Google. If you don't even know, like, you know, where in the Bible to look, like I said, there's Google. There's the Bible app where you can type in keywords. So look into the Word of God and discern for yourself, like, you know, is this really okay that, like, my parents or that my grandparents do this? And and if you find out that it really is not a good thing, and most of the time those generational curses, most if not all the time, is not good. So, but really look into it for yourself and and then try to be the change. You know, be be the person that says, I'm not going to be okay with having a bad temper all the time. Or I don't want to see myself have a bad temper and lose it, you know, on somebody that I love. Or I don't want to be the drunk dad that comes home or, you know, every day. I don't want to be the, you know, the drunk mom that uses profanity like my mom does. Not my mom, you know, personally. You know, you know what I mean. I'm just trying to give examples of other people. And I mean, I hope that people are really realizing this, that like, I'm not personally talking about, like, when I say my dad, my mom, I'm not talking about my actual dad, my actual mom. I'm just giving out examples of real life situations. So, you know, I don't want, uh, you know, I don't want to continue, you know, looking at porn because my granddad, you know, looked at porn. And, you know, my granddad says, oh, well, it's pure entertainment or it's, you know, it you know, gets me in the mood or, you know, whatever, whatever the good may be, nasty. <laughs> I'm just thinking about uh, Raven from that so Raven, you nasty. <laughs> so, you know, I just think that people can try to justify and validate their, their sin, which can be a curse, you know, which is part of a generational curse of sin. But, you know, at the end of the day, if the word of God talks against it, then then that's what it is. Y'all talk about the word on the street. How about the word of life, the word of truth? So let's get into that. I'd rather uh, look at things in a long-term perspective. And that's what I even do here in life. Like, you have to think the actions that you make now can really you know, affect you long-term. And even though I don't have children right now, even though I don't have a wife, I can prepare myself to be a better husband and a better father even right now. Like, I want to make better practices and better habits in life. And, you know, I hope that, you know, other people do too. So yeah, look into the word, really discern for yourself and be the change that, you know, that you you don't want your kids to see, you know, something bad come out of you. I mean, of course, we're always going to sin, but, but like, you know, you may have seen your parent come home drunk every night, but like, you don't have to have your kid see you do that same thing because there are, you know, some negative stuff that comes out of that. You, you know, the kid 
starts thinking that like like that it's okay for that to happen and sometimes um but sometimes your drunkenness can um pull you away from something like that you know it can make you think oh i'm gonna go the opposite way or or even people that are, are single like single that grow up with a single parent um those that grew up with just a single mom or a single dad and you think well because I grew up without a dad, not me for real, but uh, example, but because I grew up with a dad, um, I'm definitely going to be a father. I'm going to show up to, and being a father to my kids, um, unlike my father, you know, something like that. So I just hope that people got something out of this episode. I'm sorry if this was a long episode for y'all. I'm sorry if I felt like I was rambling on about a bunch of stuff that didn't make any sense. I hope something um came out of this for y'all and um i just want to see people break these bad chains one sin at a time and i know we'll never be perfect i know that even if you break the curse of alcoholism you still may have anger problems or you still may be bitter towards someone and unforgiving and unloving um just work on those next it's all you can do and and you know i hope to see positive results not only out of my life but out of my loved ones lives and out of your life too viewers and i appreciate you watching this um if you're watching this on youtube and or if you're listening to this um on any of the podcast streaming platforms i appreciate your support there as well i always appreciate your support anywhere and everywhere you know and Anyways, I hope that everybody has a good rest of your day or night, depending on when you're watching this. And I will see y'all on the next episode of Not Your Average Joel. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody, that took the time to listen to this episode of Not Your Average Joel. My podcast is available not only on YouTube, but also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I also have an Instagram page where you can see outstanding moments, behind the scenes, and even a funny moment or two from each episode at Not Your Average Joel Podcast. If you want to get in contact with me, then my Instagram page is probably the best way to do so through direct messaging. I appreciate any kind of support that you have given to this channel, whether you are a guest or a listener to this podcast. Once again, I thank y'all so much, and I look forward to sharing more of my life with y'all on the next episode of Not Your Average Joel. Goodbye.